Most Divided Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the J.J. McCarthy era on the House Divided Podcast. What's up, Jeremy? Ah, the era. The era of J.J. McCarthy. With, uh, <laughs> we can was... run him against shell defense of Hawaii all the time, baby. Hey. <laughs> that was a, a bold opening, wasn't it? But, hey, I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, hey, much, much like that game, we're a little delayed. So yeah. it's, all, it's all good, baby. Oh, that's true, man. I got to tell you, you know, I was, I was there and I did get the sick picture of the rainbow going into Michigan stadium. Did you see that on my timeline? I did. And you know, it was really just heartwarming to know that uh, after all this, Hawaii still, they forgave us. Colt Brennan. Yeah. They forgives you. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it's a, good to see. It was a sign. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, sitting, waiting in that rain, waiting for them to let us in was not fun, but got to follow it up with a pretty enjoyable football game. Well, not really. It wasn't that enjoyable. The first half was pretty enjoyable, and then it was just late and boring. So I left at the end of the third quarter. I was going to say, you made it longer than you thought, even with a, with a delay, because I know you were, we were talking. I don't yeah, know if it was, it was 11. on air or off air, but we were talking about trying to get home for BYU Baylor. Oh, yeah, that's it. That didn't happen. Wow. Uh, wow. Left, left, wa- walked out of the stadium around eleven forty-five, and uh, that was the end of the third quarter. So, <laughs> not great. Uh, but anyways, it was still a great time. Had a great time tailgating. Shout out to Alex Drain of MGo Blog. Stopped by the tailgate, got to meet him. Uh, it was a great day, and I guess we'll just jump right into this. Uh, it seems JJ McCarthy is the starting quarterback of the Michigan Wolverines. Jim did not hesitate to announce that. He said it right after the game before I even got home. And it could not be more clear. I don't know how to say that without being rude to Cade McNamara. And we'll talk about being rude to Cade McNamara in a second. Um, But I mean, after Cade seemed to really struggle so far this year in both his stints against Colorado state and Hawaii and JJ comes out in his starts and throws 11 for 12 for 219 yards, three touchdowns And you can talk about the opponent. And that's absolutely fair when talking about Michigan's future at quarterback, but Cade McNamara was playing the same opponents and uh, it did not go like that. So Uh, I think Jim makes the obvious choice. Some people were, uh, including me at one point, were saying maybe Jim is just doing this to make everybody else see why he's replacing the starter of the Big Ten champion. I I don't know. Uh, You have to think it was closer in camp, right? Maybe, and I I don't know. Like, I I guess you could say that. It it, could have been. It's hard for me to imagine, like, watching – just watching a J.J. McCarthy ball be thrown versus a Cade McNamara ball, it's just hard for me to imagine what's happening in camp to make them close. Like, right. I'm not a quarterback whisperer. I'm not anything of a scout, but you can see the clear difference. Like, they're just not throwing 
even remotely close yes, to the same yes ball. you can that rpo that jj threw i don't know how much of you you said you saw very little of it but um they were down in the red zone and they ran an rpo and jj threw it to ronnie bell and it got there it looked fast and slow motion man like it, it just is I, unbelievable I, watching the, uh, I think i saw the pretty throw he made to uh I think it was Roman Wilson, like down the right sideline where probably from like the 40 yard line, he dove and catches it about the two yard line. It was on a rope, man. I mean, yeah. granted, again, we can talk all we want. I mean, the whole, the whole week of MSU Michigan leading into the game on Twitter and even during the game and after the game was just Michigan fans being excited and MSU fans trying to say, well, it's just Hawaii. But I mean, We've seen a lot of guys play Hawaii level defenses and not look that good. So it is yeah. what it is. I mean, yeah. And, and we'll kind of talk about this going forward, right? Is it kind of sucks. Michigan doesn't play a really good defense until, and I, and I'm, I guess, being generous. I don't know how good Penn State's defense is, but they don't play a really legitimate defense until October 15th. I mean, or, well, no, that's not true. I'm so sorry. Iowa has a great defense. I have just checked that game out in my mind because if Michigan say. scores 17 points, they win. So if they score seven points, they might win. I was going to say, I think I, yeah. seven's all you need. It, it, uh, so it feels like there won't be really that high-pressure situation. And, I mean, the Iowa game could get tensed if they, tense if they don't pull away. But, you know, I, I wish there were more opportunities for him to really get tested and see what we have in our hands uh, before there is. But schedule is a schedule. You can only play who's in front of you. This week it's UConn. Anyways. Uh, Why do you keep having UConn on your schedule? Oh, this has to be getting to that contract, right? Was this like a uh, – No, this is play a new four one. Time. Oh, God, they re-upped? Yeah, I don't know why either party uh, signed up for this again. But, you know, whatever. Michigan's trying to make the playoff, and it has been proven in this era, at least, that the easiest way to get there is to make sure you don't have two losses. So (laughs) this is where we're at. Give me that 12-team playoff ASAP, please. Um, Yeah, let let me talk about Cade McNamara. And how thankful I am for what he did for Michigan and appreciative and excited to see what he does the rest of his career. The people in Michigan stadium who were booing Cade McNamara, I'm a coward or else I would have fought all of them because I, it made me really, really mad to hear that. Like how short is your fucking memory, dude? Cade literally just won the Big Ten championship for the first time for Michigan since he was like three years old, four years old. Like, it, it's really unbelievable that a little bit of success can make you feel entitled to do that. And uh, what I will say is that it was probably a couple hundred people out of 100,000 that did it and fuck those people but based on the conversation nationally as well as within the michigan community because it is a national conversation joel clatt was talking about it Uh, it, it, people on online are talking about it 
And uh, it's embarrassing. I think it's a bad look for Michigan fans. Even if it was only a couple hundred people, it still sucks. You never want to be that the center of your story. And I expect a lot of Michigan fans to give him a really healthy cheer when he comes into the game against UConn this Saturday. I, I think I think a lot of the Michigan fans, there was no way you're not going to cheer him getting sacked, right? Like there was no way to counteract those moments. I cheered very loudly when after they booed him and he just had a completion. I was just trying to show some support, but I think you're going to see a lot of Michigan fans try and take that approach when he comes into the game against UConn. Um, sounds right. I mean, it sounds yeah, like the typical I, I, thing, especially because again, the next game you have is continuing the NFL preseason vibes. So you can make a fan agenda and feel safe that you're going to have the chance to cheer him on because you know, he's going to be in the game. So, yep. um, yeah, I mean, it kind of felt, I don't know. I mean, it, we're in an age where I think any, any college that was a conference champion and like this same storyline would, would be brought up, but like, my God, like I, we don't have to talk about Michigan all the time. This wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't, it's like you said, it wasn't the whole stadium. It was some idiots and just, I don't know. Just At a night ooh. game, everybody was fucked up. And I can attest to that. I was there walking around among, I was amongst the people, Jeremy. <laughs> and, and they had an extra hour to wait and drink. And uh, they're in idiots, idiots be idiots. I mean, what are you going to do? I, and I, I will tell you, of speaking day, of idiots, I had to peek in between shoulders for JJ's first career touchdown as a starter on his first throw because people were doing seat nonsense, not sitting in the right seats uh, during the game. Oh, nothing will drive a Michigan man crazier than people not obeying the economics of what they've paid. Listen, and, man, uh, it's not that fucking hard to find your seat. And a lot of these people know that they're in the wrong seats and don't give a fuck. And that's when I get testy. Okay. So you can Michigan man me all you want, buddy. Can't read, can't write. <laughs> Has traveled over. Listen, Ann it Arbor. was other Michigan fans. So I, that's what I mean. Yeah. Can't oh, read, gotcha. can't write. Has traveled over to see like yeah. we're the ones that are supposed to have trouble reading. And now we're. Well, I tell you, this isn't, this isn't a fan exclusive problem. Unfortunately, no. I will say working at a movie theater where we had assigned seating you'll really learn how dumb people are and just the complete lack and ability to critically think yourself into the right seats. Uh, anyways, we've gone off on a tangent. Jeremy, I'm giving you 150 seconds. Okay, that's two and a half minutes to talk about the Akron game. We're going to get our MSU time in for the Washington preview. So okay. 52 to zero. Uh, yeah. I mean, we got a shutout. Like we're shitty schedule regardless those aren't easy to get right i mean hawaii that's correct somehow found themselves in the 10 points, 10 points. Um, joe moorhead I, I still think he's going to be fun at akron but man he has to like completely get rid of that roster um no catastrophic injuries this week uh Jaden reed did not play the second half but from what i was hearing on the radio we i stuck around for the first half uh took the little man um it was so hot. We left at halftime. He was not going to make it. You know, he did good. I mean, tailgate plus is like four hours out, especially when you're on a TV game. So you, he's still a little, a little baby. Time. So that's, know, that's a he long day. It. 
mid to halftime. And uh, yeah, so when we were driving home, I think I heard Jaden Reed like had a cut on his back. Like it was basically one of those where like, he, it is the oh, an yeah, important what, Big Ten game. He probably plays second half, but why? Why bring him Yeah, out what was the him? point of running him out there, anyways? Um, I think the only thing that's a negative, you come out of it still. I mean, this is two weeks now. Peyton Thorne, not great, buddy. Uh, not great. He continues to have a really low passing percentage. Um, no touchdowns in this game, which whatever. We scored a ton running the ball, but you, you kind of concerned, man. Four touchdowns passing, to three picks this four year. To three. Yeah, and after you go 12 of 24, you follow that up with an 18 of 28 and then another horrendous interception, like right at a linebacker, like clearly did not see him and did not see the coverage and right into the chest of a linebacker. So um, big week for him. Do I think there's anything close to a controversy? Probably not, but I think you do. This week was always a week that I think kind of adjusts the ceiling of the season. Like you win this week and you can say, maybe you get to nine or 10 wins, uh, 10 wins, maybe more likely um, because of this win. Uh, but if you lose, you're looking at seven and five, eight and four, maybe. Um, and this week feels like it's two things. It's the winner loss and it's what does Peyton Thorne look like really sets the ceiling here. Um, can he play outplay Michael Penix? I know. I know. Well, yeah. you know, I never finish, I never counted Michael Penix finishing the game, but he does have he uh well I tell you Indiana what in him, so I, I tell you what, the uh you you can't count on him finishing a game, maybe, but when he played against MSU, oh buddy. Uh, he looked pretty good. So uh, different yeah. MSU teams, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying player with a history of beating you up. West coast game. Yeah. Should be fun. Should be fun. Hey, you know what? I'll take it. I, I, uh, enjoy having a game. Like it's been weird. Did vacation early part of this week. So I haven't really hyped myself up into game week yet, but glad to have a game that is a way game. I don't have to go tailgate. I don't have to like make plans for like, Babysitting little man, like just just sit at home, see the whole slate. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I will say I'm ultra jealous. Uh, obviously, you don't love going into a week as a three point dog ever. You know, you you always want to be the favorite, but uh, I'm really jealous that you get to watch your college football team play in a game that you have to treat as a real football game. That sounds kind of nice. I do have to say, man, that's a Vegas story. You can get that game MSU minus four two weeks ago. And I don't know that we've seen enough in the wash. Yeah, I guess, man. <laughs> Kent State and Portland State was enough to swing at seven points. Okay. All right. It's a juicy line. I'm just saying that. I just. Okay, well, we'll save. I guess we kind of got ahead of ourselves. We'll we'll talk about that game a little bit more later on, but let's just move into this week in general. Uh, okay, slate of games, right? Not terrible. I threw in some wacky ones here, but some of them are just for conversation pieces, so we can talk about games from last weekend. Uh, specifically, one in here. Specifically, one in here that I would have Which, never put in here. Speaking so, of last weekend, we all went into last weekend thinking it was not going to be great, and it was fantastic. So, yes, it, it was. I was sad to miss most of it live because I was tailgating all day, but the tailgate right next to me had a television. And so I got to see some moments in the 
at the time. And then, dude, I've had so much free time at home this week, and I literally was just watching highlights of all those crazy games this week. Great week of college football. So an amazing week. Yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, you don't get more than five seconds to make your pick on UConn, Michigan. I'm picking UConn against a 47 and a half point spread. Michigan last week did not cover the 51 and a half. But they did cover the first half line, which was 31 and a half, which is what I put my money on. So shout out I was to gonna me. Say, Do it again is, this week. That is the move. I also had some success with the first line half uh, line of the North Carolina game. Did not have success in the Alabama game. Uh, so I see. I didn't have any sheet. success in that game. <laughs> you, you put on the sheet here, UConn, though. Or, yeah, that's what I said. I'm so taking you UConn against the spread. I, yeah. I think it's going to be similar to last week. I think Michigan's going to go into halftime up like 42 to zero or 35 to three or something stupid. And I think you see a lot of walk-ons play the second half and they just kind of stall out scoring. Now two NFL coaches here doing Michigan. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk. Let's talk about some Nebraska Cornhusker football. Uh, Oklahoma coming into town as an 11 point favorite. But first, I think we have to discuss Nebraska getting shredded at home for 650 yards to lose 45 to 42 to a Georgia Southern team that went three and nine last year and has first year head coach Clay Helton. This you you could not you could not put together a better end for the Scott Frost tenure in a lab, Jeremy. You're underselling the fact that they are no longer running the option. So this is the Georgia Southern team in the, I believe, second, maybe third week, because they might have played week zero, uh, of learning the forward pass, essentially. 650 yards. Boy, (laughs) this is the reason I saw nothing of J.J. McCarthy. I was watching mostly this game in the night slate. Um, I was flipping back and forth between this and I had a, a vested interest in Kentucky versus Florida, which was another win. A pretty good week on the gambling for me on the non-house-divided uh, picks, which was just a so-so awful week. But um, so, yeah, I was switching back and forth between that game and the uh, Kentucky-Florida game. And, man, Scott Frost to go out, you know, his offense looked great, but his defense was terrible again. So, yeah, bye. September yeah. 11th. Never forget, <laughs> Scott Frost Day. Forever. The final Scott Frost Day was 9-11. You cannot make this shit up, dude. And I know this is kind of Reddit or whatever to just, like, be laughing about this so hard. But, like, come on, man. When he got here, people were like, he's going to be the successful version of Jim Harbaugh. Like, like those were the takes. And, uh, yeah, just could not have gone down in a better way. They extended him after a terrible year when everybody wanted him fired and had to fire him three games into this season, it, it just could not have gone better for me as a Nebraska hater. Uh, they play Oklahoma this week. Oklahoma is only an 11 point favorite. I know it's at Memorial stadium, but like they're not going to be able to, Nebraska isn't going to be able to stop them. So I don't really see how this, how this goes <laughs> other so, than a massive Oklahoma win. But I mean, Alabama betrayed me last week and I felt the same. Yeah. Way. See, I'm going to go against you here. Remember that last year, this is the game that like 
made people think that maybe Scott Frost was having to figure it out because they only lost by seven to Oklahoma in Oklahoma last year. Um, Oklahoma, I was following on the score line before we went tailgating this week, or I think, uh, yeah, yeah, because I was in the stadium texting people. It was Penn State three nothing over Oklahoma into the last minute of the first half. This offense is not just going to – I know Georgia Southern just did, but I don't know if this offense is just going to roll over Nebraska you know, just because they're you know Oklahoma. Who, okay, you know who else rolled over fucking Nebraska? Uh, Northwestern week one who just lost to Duke. So I, I don't want to hear it. Oklahoma is going to roll. Give me the, the new coach bounce, the dead cat bounce. I, I like uh, it. I like it. We're two picks in, and we disagree on both of them. This is, that, give me, this is now, by no means am I saying you shake Nebraska straight up. I just think that they hang tough. They get, you know, they get it close through the fourth quarter, lose by nine or ten. But I, Oklahoma hasn't impressed me either. So I don't know. And and the yeah, reason okay. that Nebraska made this decision is to not get embarrassed in this game. The reason they fired him for an extra multi million dollars because they could have fired him October 1st for millions cheaper, is to not get embarrassed in this game. So. And which will make it all the funnier when they still do. All right, let's move on to another game. I think this game's pretty fun. Also involves some Big Ten teams. You got Purdue at Syracuse. Uh, Sir, the Orange are one-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Just because Purdue lost to Penn State, I am not backing off of the train the hype train, pun intended. I am taking Purdue. Syracuse did just lay the wood down on uh, Boston College, who lost a tight game to Rutgers. But I think Purdue's way better than Rutgers, right? If, if we're going all this crazy transitive property stuff, because that's what early yeah. season picks end up being. Syracuse, much better than people thought they were going to be this year, 2-0. Um, and they, they didn't lay the hammer to Boston College. They laid the hammer to Louisville. 31 to 7. Um, they didn't play Boston. Who the... Okay, never mind. Week, Sorry. Week, last week was they laid the hammer to Connecticut, your team this week, 48 to 14. So, okay, somebody uh, played Boston College. <laughs> somebody hammered Boston College. At that, so uh, someone, bad, besides, someone besides Protestantism destroyed Boston College this week. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I agree with you. I'm on Purdue. SP Plus has Purdue by five. Um, That's a you know, big usually, swing. Yeah, you don't usually see uh, such a big swing between the Vegas line and SP Plus, so that definitely has me intrigued. Um, yeah, I would. Uh, I'm gonna get to. I'm gonna agree with you on Purdue. Uh, just for those that I know are many Boston College fans who are listening, it was Virginia Tech who beat them down. Ah, so, dumbass! What an uh, idiot, Brendan. Is. Yeah. That's what all the listeners say. Uh, that's that's why you work in a factory. You're not a white collar worker like the rest of our fine uh, listeners. Listen, I'm technically white collar in the factory. Uh, but anyways, that doesn't matter. I no, I wish I was more blue collar. I need to man up and grow up, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, this one is the game that I was talking about that I would have never under any circumstance included had Notre Dame not lost to Marshall last week. <laughs> but Say that Ken, again, they did what? They, they lost to Marshall, the Thundering Herd. Um, by the way, this counts as a double rivalry shot and fraud victory. Did I say that right? Shot and fraud? I don't know. I'm not uh, sure. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, because not only can we get to laugh at Notre Dame actually sucking, 
but all the anointing of Ohio State's defense, yeah, that can go away. We can kick that to the curb for a while. See ya. Let's see you against a real team, pal. Uh, oh, yeah. man, that's a fun one. Uh, Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman still hasn't won a game as a head coach. 0-3, you might have heard. Might have. Might have heard I'm, that. I'm enjoying this, Jeremy. The, oh, only, the only thing that sucks is that they're too big a cowards to continue to playing Michigan. And we couldn't get to see them lose 45 to nothing. So I see you wrote I, all that taken. Notre Dame, 11 point favorites. You took them here on the sheet and I'm going to as well. But yeah, I don't feel so, happy about it. So to explain that, I looked at Cal's 2-0 so no record oh my God, and so they bad. were, they were in a game with, oh, I don't remember who it was, but a bad team. They, they should not have been in a game last week and they were, and so I am taking Notre Dame at home because I think Mark and Marcus Freeman's going to realize this job is on the line in week three and they have to be better. They just have to be. Cal, six point winners over the UNLV rebels last week. Yeah. Hey, Michigan plays UNLV next week or next year. Hey, Ricky. Sorry. Not next, next week, next year. Listen, that means Ricky white comes back to the big house, just like Rocky Lombardi. You can have your chance to completely Get everyone from that game back, Brendan. That's sure. Oh my God. I, that name doesn't exist in my memory. Thanks, though. Uh, Penn State is going to be traveling to Auburn. This one's interesting, Jeremy, because my gut tells me an uh, uh, Auburn at home against Penn State, I should take them as a three point home underdog. Uh, but then I looked at the general outlook for Auburn this year. And I got to tell you, the vibes aren't very good down there. <laughs> no. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and take the Nittany lions. I think Sean Clifford still has like half of a leg. And I think he's got a couple more weeks before that disintegrates. Uh, and I think he's going to lead him to a victory. Man, this one's tough. Cause like, I mean, this one has literally been the week that we all just assume Brian Harson gets fired because Penn state comes down and, Kind of takes it to him, and they finally finish off the coup. His AD, who protected him, already got let go. It's a mess down there. They only beat San Jose State by eight, and my Auburn friend was tweeting, go Spartans, before the game started because um, he wants Brian Harson gone. So it is ugly down there, which it's always ugly at Auburn. Like That's just how they are. They're a ridiculous fan base full of just whiny piss babies. But – I just don't think Penn State's I – mean, I, all I've seen of Penn State was that that week one win over Purdue. Same. And I just don't come away impressed. And Do you think Auburn's better than Purdue? No. Mm, there you go. Ah. Hey, man, you locked your pick in. I'm not letting you change it. Uh, Listen so, here. Listen here, actually. You control the shit. Actually, thank you for the reminder. You – tweeted that you wanted Baylor last week and I forgot. Oh fuck, you're mm, so right. That. Oh man, my snarkiness came back to bite me. <laughs> Imagine that. No, I, I will take Auburn. I, I don't feel good about it at all. This just kind of feels like trying to be contrarian and really just not trusting James Franklin. Hey, uh, listen, not trusting James Franklin is one of my favorite pastimes, so I absolutely respect it. Uh, this next game might be the best game of the week uh, i think BYU back I, to back yeah best BYU, game of the week of potential yeah 
So they they're at Oregon now. They they're coming off that big uh, double overtime victory over Baylor, but that was in Provo. Uh, they're not going to have all the Mormon support here this time. They're going to be out in a society that has porn, drugs. You know, Oregon's a crazy place. It might rattle now, the players. But what I will say, yeah, go ahead. When the BYU fan base travels, does every fan who travel have to triple up? on the underwear, the special Mormon underwear to equate for not having all of it like they do in Provo? Like, do you wear three so that you cover the two people from Provo who cannot come with you? I think you have to. I think you do too, right? Yeah. So that basically turns us into a BYU home game. That's true. With all that underwear oh, in the stands. And for that reason... I'm going to take the Cougars here. Now, I will say Oregon did have a good bounce back performance, but it was against Eastern Washington. I don't know the state of FCS right now, but I don't know if they're still good or not. Uh, But either way, I'm going to take BYU on the road. It appears they have that dog in them. So Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, going to take BYU as well. That was an impressive game against Baylor. I took Baylor down two starting wide receivers, hence the Brendan flip-flop of the pick. And – I don't know. There's something different. I don't know. I, I like what I saw that BYU team again. It's hard. I've only seen every team a little bit, like for one game. So I'm making way too many assumptions off of the minimal time I've had with them. But uh, I'm gonna take BYU as well. Also because the only thing I've seen of Oregon was just that shellacking from Georgia, and that was right. not impressive. So right. So it, it, yeah, that's what these early season picks are. It's like from watching like highlights of one game and transitive property, uh, which can sometimes be traced all over the country. Uh, this one, speaking of transitive property, well, not really. Never mind. Cut that, Hunter. Just kidding. Kansas is at Houston. And this is one that I wouldn't have thought was interesting until Kansas beat West Virginia on the road. Uh, last week, I believe I'm becoming Lance Le- Leipold. 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 I am becoming Lance Leipold pilled. Uh, and oh God! Before I am, he goes to, before he goes to Lincoln. No, he's not going to Lincoln, bro. They're gonna pull Matt Campbell. Uh, he finally showed he can beat Iowa, and that apparently matters now. So I'm gonna take Kansas. You know, Houston. I expected them to have a better performance against Texas Tech. And, uh, you know, at this point, if Kansas is out here beating West Virginia on the road, I'm like, eh, it might be better than Texas Tech, you know? So we'll see. Uh, give me give I, me the Jayhawks. I mean, I have aisle on Lance Leipold. Uh, real heads will remember. Kansas, over two and a half wins, was one of my season-long bets. We're already at 2-0, and oh, Brendan. I Let's make it one three this week, this brother. Final 10. Let's cash it this week, you say? Um, Leipold, long time, like in at Wisconsin Whitewater, just an old school football coach, knows how to coach him up. Houston has not been impressive, but I, it just feels like Kansas is getting a little bit too much love. I'll take Houston to cover the nine, but I'll be more than happy to celebrate cashing that two and a half Kansas wins if they pull it off. Yeah, that's not a bad pick at all. I was honestly pretty split about this, which is honestly cool to say about a Kansas nine point spread um this game we can kind of go quickly I didn't know much about it uh Mississippi State at LSU uh give me Mike Leach 
over Brian Kelly based purely on who, who those two people are. Oh, boy, you just said I side with QAnon because he's better than killing kids in a uh, yes, in a rainstorm, true. I guess. Beca- like, becoming a conspiracy theorist online is definitely not as bad as killing a kid, which Brian Kelly did. And by the way, I meant to shoehorn this in during the Syracuse pick, but if you hadn't heard, Jim Beheim killed the guy. There you go. He did. <laughs> he did. So did Nancy Reagan. Just like Brian Kelly. Uh, or not Nancy Reagan, uh, Whatever. Laura Bush. I'm just calling back <laughs> to an old family guy bit. Um, no, Mississippi State. Give me Mississippi State. LSU, I mean, they destroyed Southern. But Mississippi State, pretty impressive. Like, destroyed Memphis, destroyed Arizona. A fun Arizona team playing at, like, 11 p.m. Eastern last week at Arizona because of the heat advisory. Um, SP Plus has this as a toss-up. And to me, it moving to a toss-up tells you how – well, Mississippi State has played in the early going because this probably would have been LSU by much more preseason. So also they um, lost to the Knolls. Yeah, that was a bad loss. So we Mississippi State. Yeah, okay. We're in a grants. I'm team QAnon, your team Mississippi State is good. Uh no, oh God, I hope good thing we aren't big or anything, because people would totally <laughs> clip i'm team q and if uh if we were uh now the big game let's let's go deep dive here i mean not super deep but michigan state at washington washington as we touched on earlier the three-point home favorite which comes uh after a preseason line of state minus four uh this is a real interesting game honestly i think it's one of the games of the week nationally and you're going to have a lot of eyeballs on old, old NF Tuck this week. Uh, see how he does on the road. <laughs> I got you again with that. Uh, how, keep, give me – I need a vibe check. Happen. I don't know, man. I just I, – I say the positive vibes for Michigan State right now for me are that I still think the running attack looks pretty good against Akron. Granted, I know it's Akron, but um, Jalen Berger – Looks good outside of one fumble, which I didn't think was really a fumble uh, week one. And uh, Jarek Broussard was pretty good. So if you need to just run the ball all game, I feel confident they can do it. Um, And I just, that Washington team was so bad. I know Michael Penix is there now and he fixes a lot of what they had issues with last year, but I just don't think that Washington is that good. Um, So it's not one where I think if Michigan State comes out of here a winner, we all of a sudden say, like, well, the, this team is a playoff contender because they went on the road and beat Washington. Like, no, they, they beat a Pac-12 team, and that's really what you should do. Um, you know, outside of maybe USC this year, I think that you should go beat most Pac-12 teams if you're a Big Ten program. So, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take MSU. Um, line is at three and a half. I think that's about right. It's probably like a four, six, four to six win point win um but washington is favored so that gives me a lot of cushion so yeah i I think it'll be a really good game i took washington uh because i'm a hater and i also think it's really hard to go out to the west coast and and beat a team on the road and i've seen msu try and i've against teams that they should beat and i've seen msu fail and to be completely transparent i'm hoping to see them fail again 
but there are positives if they win. That means that they'll it'll feel more legitimate when we beat you guys in October. So uh, it should be a good game. I, I genuinely am excited. Now, I, I know Washington did lose uh, their, their stalwart corners, but last year I do remember it being incredibly difficult to, to throw on them. And with Peyton Thorne's struggles, I'm interested to see how that goes. But obviously, I'm not super Washington uh, knowledgeable. So I don't know how good their secondary is supposed to be this year compared to last. Yeah, I I haven't dove in deep. I kind of like it this way because I haven't really even looked at Washington too much. I think MSU's got enough to worry about getting themselves right on their own. With your guys' first two games, I would have been looking at Washington well before this week. (laughs) But I I just – like, I've been – I have been paying such close attention to Iowa and Maryland this year just because I'm like – okay, are these any semblance of a real team so I can see my team play a real team? Like, and then they're both like emphatically like, nope. nope. <laughs> well, Maryland hasn't proven that this, uh, they haven't quite proven that yet, but that's our next game. So what a, what a good segue. I totally did on purpose. Uh, SMU traveling to Maryland. This one's an interesting one because SMU is kind of in a little bit of a resurgence. They, have looked pretty good this year. Maryland's only a three-point favorite at home. I'm I, I'm going to take them. I'm going to take them to cover that. I think they'll win by about 10 or so. I think that they'll have the juice to score some points and that it won't matter how their defense looks. This is the week where we, again, remember that Maryland is not as good as they are every single offseason. I don't know if it's because Scott Van Pelt is such a great guy. Why do we do this every offseason? Oh, I know Maryland's going to be pretty good this year. Talia didn't yeah. overthrow every single goddamn pass last year. He was horrific last year. No, quit, he was. He the, was not horrific. That's quit the false line. information. He was fine. But the important part here is we're talking about September Maryland, and we're talking about them playing a team from the state of Texas, Jeremy. Do you have no memory? I do. I do. But that team almost beat Alabama, so it's all over. Give me SMU. Give me cocaine ponies. Give me, give me free cars. I, I, you know what? You know we all like we're we're pretty big haters on this show, and we we hate the big dogs. Maryland is the team that I hate for no damn reason. In football only, I don't even mind them in basketball, but God, do I hate. Ever since they've gotten into this week, I've heard they're the sleeping giant, and they've never even so much as like scratched their balls rolling over. They're not asleep. They're dead like they've always been. SMU. Fair enough, man. I, I love a good rant about Big Ten teams, and uh, that was a good one for Maryland. Their mascot's uh, a turtle. They, they got into the <laughs> league because of lacrosse. That's the only reason I let them in the league is you lacrosse. That's the only reason Jeremy let them in the league. That's, That's right, right, folks. Jeremy is who you can call about UCLA and USC if you have any complaints. I will say the best part is that they played Charlotte last week. And when you go to look up games against Charlotte, their uh, acronym is CLT. So they played the quit last week and they won. They're going to be too tired this week after that. That's a lot of work. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, UTSA at Texas. Uh, The meet, meet motherfuckers. Uh, UTSA is a good team. And I am taking them against a 12 and a half point spread. This may seem like me just being a Texas hater again, but what I will, and that's kind of true, but what I will say 
is you're playing a local, I'm sure locally thought of as an inferior club, right after a super deflating near upset of the God Empire, Alabama. And I think Texas will probably win this one, but this might be UTSA Super Bowl, you know, might, might be one of those situations where this goes down to the wire. I think 12 is a lot of points and for, for a game that's going to go how I foresee this going. So I'll, I'll, give me, give me the roadrunners. Meet me. Yeah. So this one's tough. Like I, I, I hate having to put in a pick on this on Thursday because like I'll, I'll pick Texas right now, but if you tell me when Ewers ends up not playing, I would love to flip that to UTSA. Uh, so like live betting, I will not be putting any money in on this. Um, because, uh, yeah, because of the Quinn Ewers situation, but I, UTSA also played Houston, lost by two week one, go to overtime and beat Army by three last week. So they, they love a close game. Um, but I just, I'm going to go with Texas to bounce back. They showed me a lot uh, in the first half of the game that I saw last week before I had to leave for tailgating. Um, where they really, that defense was real. They were all up in Bryce Young's face. And I don't think that that lets up this week. So I'm going to go with Texas. Okay. And that's a fair pick. I, I really just uh, think it'd be funny. Uh, now, speaking of funny, brings us to our last game of the week. This one is a special swirl of, of hate watching for me because Texas A&M is obviously the most overrated team in the country. They lose to Appalachian State at home. Who would do that? <laughs> but, but like seriously, though, doing that and then them being ranked still with Appalachian State not – is just another reason we need to launch all of the AP poll voters into the sun. But it's the same deal. They recruit a bunch of talent. Jimbo Fisher doesn't develop them and whatever. Now, that being said, on the other sideline is Josh Gaddis. And we all know on this show how I feel about Josh Gaddis. So uh, I don't know if I said the spread on this one. It's Miami at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a six-point favorite. Um, and ordinarily based on the vibes, I'd take the Canes, but I'm not doing that. I, I think the Aggies actually will have a bounce back performance because the people uh, in that area are probably ready to hurl death threats. And also Josh Gaddis is a massive piss baby fraud and he's going to lose because he's a loser. <laughs> oh man. I, I cannot believe this line. They didn't just lose to Appalachian State. Appalachian State controlled the ball for forty-one beat their, minutes. Beat ass. <laughs> they beat that ass. And you have the head coach of Miami now as an offensive line coach who would love to just come in and do the same damn thing this week. And Texas A&M, we don't even know who the starting quarterback is going to be. Doesn't matter because. If you couldn't win the starting job over this offense the last two weeks, were you really just a star sitting there on the sidelines? I don't know, man. Like, I, this line confuses me. Maybe there's more problems with Miami or there's more to that Texas A&M App State game than I'm not understanding. Um, I would take Miami straight up. I, I don't 
six-point favorites? Listen, man, I think you, uh, as many people, don't feel bad about it. Uh, I think it sounds like you've been suckered into thinking that Josh Gaddis has any type of ability. And here's the thing. He's playing for like one of the most it, playing Jesus. He's coaching for Miami is one of the most dysfunctional, like football colleges. I just have no belief in this program. Number 13. Are you serious? Uh, I don't, so I don't buy it. Thing. Here's my thing. I, I think that they have been an absolute disaster since about the early 2000s after, you know, their run. But Mario Cristobal is not one that I think runs a bad ship. I also will say, and I, and I would have thought Jim would be the same way, so maybe I need to check it a little bit. I don't know how much Josh Gaddis gets to just walk his walk around Mario Cristobal. He better be careful. Um, <laughs> yeah here's the thing that feels short term no matter what this does not seem like a long-term solution to mario cristobal's offensive coordinator situation no um, um, it feels like a he got quote promoted to an nfl job for josh gaddis or he takes some g5 job but uh yeah, yeah man, i i don't know I, I this line confuses the hell out of me maybe miami i mean miami was in a they're in a game. They were they were top, they were up minutes. ten seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a time. game. But uh, I don't know. I I can't say that I think either team is good. The thing that's crazy about college football this year to me is like we don't need a top twenty five because there's not twenty five top teams. There's like about a top ten, and then the rest is all kind of like it all be really mediocre on their day. I respect um, you for picking 10, even though states ranked 11th. I really, really appreciate oh, you. Oh, I didn't, and I'm not putting them as you in that top 10. Like, we're a part of that group of just like could be completely mediocre on their day. There's only about eight to 10 teams, and I think it's legitimate. You can sit here and say, yep, that's a good team. Like, that's that I trust that team. Um, and neither of these teams are anywhere close to that with Miami and Texas Agreed. A&M. So, so maybe Miami, I'm giving too much credit to. To, to go in and do this, but I, I, I don't know. Man. This is the haters bowl, dude. I mean, this whipped that ass and whatever we say about North Carolina, North Carolina put up 63 on this team in regulation and Texas A&M at home. That's true. That 14. is granted. That is they only wild. had the ball for 19 minutes. So what do you do? But my God, uh, really all this, tells us is that Mac Brown is a much better coach than uh, Jimbo Fisher. Mercury sound blue on a Tuesday. Got the Desert Eagle up in Fred Siegel. Only fat nigga in vintage Moschino. Attempted murder, I refuse to exile. So it's club live till I'm exed out. My gold casket, my final request. Banging at him like my child.